<laughs> Lancaster Street. All right, Lancaster Place. Lancaster Place. I know that one. But I didn't point at you, it's easier. That was, um, is that by Lancaster Gate? See, yeah. one nil to me. I know that he knows that one. <laughs> so, Waterloo Bridge. Waterloo Bridge. Um, Lancaster Road. Place. Where's Lancaster Place? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Thank you for supporting our channel. Thank you for supporting Wizan. Please like, subscribe, comment, and hit the notification bell for any future videos. Today we have Rujal Islam and Saul Rahman. Brilliant. Thank you guys for coming along. Uh, you've both just passed out. You're a bit further ahead than Saul, aren't you? Yeah, I've been out for three weeks now. In the cab? Yeah, in the cab. So you've now got to go for your finals Seven. appearance, yeah. which you haven't got a date for yet. So basically, I'll start with you, Saul. Tell me... Your journey, how did you start? What made you want to do the knowledge? Well, really, it was all about um, the freedom, to be honest with you, and the choice of when you want to work. And I have a couple of friends that are cab drivers, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I saw their freedom and how they are with their family and being able to, you know, provide time that's required to family and stuff. And then when you think about me, I'm, I was working a nine-to-five, and then, mm -hmm. you know, you'd always have to go and get time off to do things, and sometimes oh. you don't get that time off. So... The flexibility really was attractive. What was you doing nine to five? Um, banking. Banking. Yeah. So you're in a decent sector yeah. of work, yeah. but a lot of commitment. A lot of commitment. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you don't get to see your kids, you know, on weekdays. Yeah. You come home from work. There, it's either time for them to sleep, and then yeah. the next morning you're going to work, and then they're going to school. So mm. you don't see them growing up. Yeah. And that was a big factor for me, and um, that's when I thought, you know what. I need to actually Brilliant. do the knowledge. How old are they now? I've got a six-year-old, three-year-old, and a one-year-old. When they're one, they're basically mum's job, aren't they, right? But once they start being able to play... You need daddy in your life. Yeah, that's it. Oh, well done. And what about then you, Rachel? That was a similar situation? Uh, I think so. To be honest, yeah, like, freedom again. Mm -hmm. um, I can't honestly can't remember what the reason was that got me into it. Yeah. Obviously, there was, like, more motivating factors along the way, basically. Yeah. Um, but again, yeah, freedom, to be honest. Like, What's the tipping point then? When, did, did someone come to you and say, look, yo, do the knowledge. This is a, a, a future. Not really. Like, nobody said that to me to initially get me going. Yeah. But, um, like, I'd researched it kind of myself. But then there was factors along the way. Like, for example, uh, my uncle, he's a black cab driver. Mm -hmm. And, like, he was a motivating factor. He didn't initially tell me to do yeah. it. But he did, when I showed interest in it, he did encourage me. Yeah. If that makes sense. So when see so this is the thing, I'm trying to get this across to I know the answers to all these questions, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. am trying to get you to say them. But so for me, I'm plodding along. I've left school, I'm twenty four years old, I've had various jobs, and then suddenly some thought occurs that hmm, driving a black cab can't be that bad. I mean you, there's gotta be some trigger that sort of Like before this I was bus driving, yeah? Yeah. So the thoughts of becoming a black cab driver came along while I was bus driving. Yeah. Obviously, it's like in the same industry, but it's not obviously the same no. thing. But um, obviously, you see black cab drivers all the time. Because you're cutting them up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or they're cutting us <laughs> yeah. up. Um, but then you start thinking like, you know, why can't I do this? Yeah. Um, then you hear people talking, oh, it's better money, more freedom. And then with bus driving, honestly, like freedom is... is so difficult to yeah. get because you have yeah. to book in your holidays that was a big thing for me like booking in your holidays and then not being able to get holidays 
uh, yeah. June school holidays. Mm. It was too difficult. It didn't make sense to me. Why didn't you opt for the quick shortcut of becoming an Uber driver, Lyft driver or a PHV driver? It just didn't seem attractive to me, basically. Mm. It just, it just, I just wasn't attracted to it because from what I heard was it was similar money to being a bus driver. Yeah. So why am I going to do that for? Plus you can still get sacked apparently because they can take you off the circuit. And exactly. So yeah, this is a different grade altogether. And then like obviously my uncle, my uncle Danny, and he's in his like he was in his early forties or late forties, and and English not his first language. So I thought to myself, if he can do it, and he's encouraging me to do it, so yep. why not do it? Yeah. So your journey, Rudyel, would you say was difficult? You- um, in the like knowledge sense, I don't think so because honestly, from the beginning, I listened to your advice and your advice only. Right. And um, obviously, like before the school, I didn't really know anyone except for my uncle. Mm. And to be honest, he just said follow your advice as well. Right. Um, and that's all I did. I watched your videos. I spoke to you. I think a couple of times, um, and that was it. To be honest, I done my blue books. I done my points, and I done my point to point. I didn't do nothing extra. Yep. And I always used to ask you, I think, like, here and there, um, what else can I do, what else can I do? And you used to tell me just them three things. Yep. And then before I started the school, I started the school, I think it was in May of 22. Um, I just finished my blue books. I've done about 400, 500 points revision. Uh, not revision, sorry. 500 points. Yep. And then I asked you, like, what's the next step? You said, come into the school, do your point to point and put in for your uh, map test. I've done exactly that. Um I didn't have to go to the initial talk or anything like that. I don't oh, know at that time it wasn't that compulsory, yeah. I didn't have to do anything. So they gave me a date for the um, map test within like three, four weeks. So, and by that time, I think I had done about 1,500 points. Yeah, it's a good amount for that time. And I passed the map test, um, come back to the school, carried on my point to point. Luckily, I got a um, call of a partner, Fahad. Yeah. And then... Um, we started doing point to point and then I think within three, four weeks, um, maybe my timeline is a bit wrong to be honest. Yeah. Uh, from when I started at school, May, my first appearance was in October. That's the timeline. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm getting mixed up a yeah. little bit. Um, so I done obviously my point to point. Um, I didn't do nothing extra. I didn't do no like football runs, bankers or anything like that. Mm. I didn't do nothing. Um, and I just carried on my point to point, going out point in blue book every single day. I didn't give it a day miss, by the way. Yeah, perfect. Um, and then yeah, like luckily, scored my first one. Gave me a bit of uh, encouragement to carry on. It seemed like like a long time at the beginning, but yeah. um, once once I started, it just f- it just I just flied through it. Basically. Yeah. And then um, yeah. What was it? How long did it take you? Uh, Mr. McDowell pointed out to me on my suburbs. So from my First 56 to my suburb, it was exactly um, one day under one year. So that's straight C's? Uh, I had one D, but my last exam was an A. Oh, so it counted itself out. Because I know that 12 straight appearances is exactly one year's worth of appearances. Yes. Depending on a couple of days here or there that you might get. I also done my suburb within that time. Yes. Oh, okay. So that's usually a six-week period. So the days... And the way the reason that may be possible as well is it's exactly one year if you're exactly fifty sixes, exactly twenty eights, exactly twenty ones, is exactly yeah, one but year. I've done, done the short short versions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the A counted it out. So in under one year and so how long did you do Blue Book? 
Uh, it, Blue Book took me a little while, uh, one year and two months. I think oh, I so if you'd have sped that part up, yeah. but then it would have changed I your whole line of fate anyway. Okay. So it's different destiny. Would have I happened. was working full time at the time as well. Yep. So I remember like there were some days, uh, I remember a particular week actually, I had a run going to Putney somewhere. Yeah. Yep. I can't remember exactly. And then uh, the controller called me from work. I was bus driving at the time and he's like, I've got a bit of overtime. Do you want to come and do it? you know what i need a bit of extra money so i come back i literally done one run that day i come back then the next day i went and done another one run so like that whole week i just done like one run a day yeah so that's things like that took that's why it took yeah days. yeah yeah well I'm, I'm exceptionally proud of you i really if, yeah i know that you did things right but you've pointed out some things and i think Sal might have done similar things and i'm gonna come to you in a second so um there's a, often this thing people would say about uh, football runs and everything else um, turnarounds for example they, they used to do years ago a book of turnarounds I stopped doing it many years ago but people would go out and run them all and its purpose was more dictionary you know yeah, yeah. reference it and see what turnarounds you need but you'd go out and run them all and find well out of the thousand turnarounds you just learnt you needed five so there's 995 pieces of information you wasted your time on and the mainstay the mainstay and bread and butter of the knowledge is Call your blue book for the fluency, for the language. Uh, get your points repertoire. Know where they are, the road it's in. Yeah. As much as as many points as you can, so that you increase the chances of knowing what the examiner asks you. Yeah. But the bread and butter is have you practiced point to point? Because the more point to point you practice, the more questions you've come across that you have answers to. And that's it. There's the core of the whole knowledge. And yet people are always looking for. Oh, I need so to do something yeah. else. Everything you do would be a distraction. I think. I think. People focus on that way too much. Mm -hmm. Like, honestly, we went through the knowledge together. Obviously, it wasn't my call of a punter, but we were here yeah. most days together. And like our even like Fahad and a couple of people we uh, in us like that we're calling with and stuff, we just didn't used to worry about things like that because you didn't have to. Why yeah. are you gonna worry about that? Worry about the main stuff first. Yeah. And then when that comes along, you just just use your common sense to be absolutely it's, it's always been one of my super main gripes is you're learning a turnaround for example today for a point that's never been asked with that turnaround yeah. ever and then you say yeah but what if they ask it well let me tell you about what if on the sheet right now is a question that needs a turnaround that you don't know the answer to that you're not bothering to learn yeah. because you're busy doing this other stuff and if you did this one You'd get through this one quicker and you'd come to question number 100 for that week that also needed something special that you didn't know that you can go and find. But instead, you're focusing on the what might be. Exactly. And the same for points as well. People are pointing things that have been asked once or twice and yet there's a point on that sheet today that's been asked 100 times that you don't know. Yeah, exactly. So this has always been the focus of certainly for, for beginners. And also have been the reasons why I tell people to do the knowledge the way I do, because if you're going to do it the knowledge point way, you're going to be finding points that no one's ever asked and never will ask, but you're doing it on the basis, oh, maybe they will, and I'll yeah, be lucky. Yeah. Well, here's what they are asking. Let's remove the luck and make sure we know that. But your journey, Sal, similar. I know you've done very well. Uh, slightly slimmer. Uh, just um, when, I, when I actually thought about doing the knowledge I thought you know what I have to do it in a structured way because of my background yeah and um, so I had to take one step at a time and firstly it was obviously the blue books the blue books I completed a book within a month so yep. I was doing five runs what, uh, four runs a day five uh, 20 runs a week 20 runs a week yeah and then um, 
Then I went on to the next book. After the blue books were done, I did the Wiz Radius. Um, I think it was 20 times asked yeah. in the last 12 months, yeah. which was your advice. And uh, your videos are brilliant online because uh, I wrote, watched them a couple of times and then just made sure that it was embedded in me yeah. and what you said and how to do it. And then after I finished my 2,400 runs, that's when uh, I actually called you and I said... Um, 2,400 runs. Yeah. yeah, you've done a lot of runs. What runs? Are you no, doing? no, runs. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Points, 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 points. Yeah. 2,400 points. Um, after I did that, I called you and I said, I asked you for the missing pieces. And it was only because, not for the ho to do the whole of missing pieces, mm -hmm. but I wanted to do the city in West End. Yes, definitely. Yeah, and good. the city in West End for me were like vital because you're always crossing over. Yeah. And um, so that. Those two runs, they're like 40 runs each, yeah. um, became my fifth book yep. of calling over. So I did that, my points, and that in total took me about eight months. Well, you're, you are power working. Yeah. You haven't made a single mistake. Um, the missing pieces definitely are great because they're trying to cover some bits you don't know. But the thing about them is you didn't need them for the first appearance. That's, exactly, that's the only that's thing. What, that's what, exactly what you told me. But what I didn't want to do is when I'm on PTP, yep. is go out pointing. Mm. Yeah. So during my 56s, I didn't have to point much. Right. It's only at the end of the 56s, there's some points that I didn't know on 28s or whatever. I would mark them down on my uh, iPad and then uh, make a bike list and go and see them. Mm -hmm. um, so that freed up time for me. Um, after I did that, um, then obviously, you know... Um, I, I came to school, I met Rujel Fahad um, shortly after I booked my uh, map test. And then I, I think my first appearance was in October as well. Yeah, yeah shortly like, after yeah, yours. Yeah, yeah, but shortly after, after mine. Yeah, shortly after yours. And then um, I had, who did I have? I had Whitehead. It was, he gave me a hard time because um, there was one line he gave me from, where was it? Seagrave Road. Road. Seagrave yeah. Road to Rope Street uh, down in, uh, um, Louis, uh, what is it, Lewisham? Rope Street, no, in Rotherhithe. Rotherhithe, yeah. And I couldn't see the bridge. Uh, and I was skipping roads, etc. But the fact that I scored that day gave me so much confidence yeah. that, hold on, these guys ain't that bad. These guys ain't as bad as the horror stories that we're told. <laughs> well, you right? had a good examiner. Yeah, <laughs> well, he was good, he was good. But then, you know what, I, I haven't had any problems with any of the examiners. Mm -hmm. I had Mr. Gunning three times. I had uh, Mr. Hall three times, and I had Mr. McDowell three times. They were all fairly... Is that nine Cs from that lot or not? Yeah. You got nine Cs there? I got, you got, uh, I, I got two Bs. One was from Mr. McDowell. So you had three Cs from Mr. Gunning, three Cs from McDowell, three Cs from Hall? Uh, three Cs from Hall, three Cs from Gunning, and two Cs and one B from McDowell. <laughs> what a nice record. Yeah. Um, so that's that's only nine appearances. you you done straight 12? Straight 12, yeah. And you've done a straight 12 because of the A? Yeah. Oh, well, this is just commendable. Um, so this is, what this shows, is, which is really important to me, because what you did in terms of the work rate is you don't even have to work that hard, but what you did there is that work that you put in got you through the knowledge much, much quicker. And it does um, bug me a little bit. There's the, there are people doing the knowledge right now that are complaining a little bit it takes a little bit too long. And it, it's a, become a little bit of a little a pet thing of mine recently. There was a lot of people in my day who did the knowledge hardcore, exactly what you did. We would work hard. The blue book, like I tell people, 16 runs a week is 20 weeks. That's standard. Yep. 
you up it by four, you can do as many runs a week as you can cope with. It's no good though. I have met guys. One guy came in, he said, I've done all the 400 runs at the time. I said, oh, okay, great. And can you call them? He said, oh, am I supposed to call them? Oh, oh no. okay. Well, all you've just done is a little minicab trip around London for 400 places. <laughs> so that fluency and getting that part and going home and revising them, that seems to be where a lot of people go wrong. They do the first four runs, they don't nail them exactly. They do the eight runs, now they've got eight that they're rocky on, and it gets deeper and deeper. Yes. And plus they take time to complete the whole overall task, which you didn't do. And again, you're very much like me, the structure. Um, I always point this out to people. Learning 320 runs is difficult. So you, you must consider yourself some kind of genius to think, I can do that. And I'll do something else as well. Yeah. I may as well learn Japanese while I'm learning. Knowledge is easy. <laughs> See, it's such a strange thing. And my advice has always been, if you find 20 runs a week easy and you're thinking maybe I should do points, no, do 24. Because getting that part done gets that section away and then you move on to the next thing. Appointing points that are on roads you now already know and pointing the points that are actually in circulation, which is what the radius maps actually gives you as a beginner. It's a bike list ready-made. That's it. Well, wow. I am really, really proud of you both. Um, that's the end of it. We can all go home. <laughs> um, so you are going to have your wreck, but you've actually been out in a cab, so you've got three weeks of stories to tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you finding it? No, it's been good so far. Like, um, I think it's better than I expected, to be honest. Oh, good. Yeah. Obviously, you hear from other people and you don't know what to make of it mm -hmm. and if it's true, if it's, <laughs> you know. But then when you get out there, honestly, to me, it's better than... I expected. Yeah. And from what people are saying, it's only going to get better because obviously school holidays just finished. Yeah. And it's starting to get a bit Oh, better yeah, that was the quiet well. time. Yeah, exactly. So you've had three weeks. I mean, we was here earlier and we was talking about the amounts of money being taken. Yeah. So you want to spill the beans? Who, who was saying that? Well, George and uh, David and Lee, they all spoke of plus 500 pound nights. Yeah, last night was good. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the, the point is they were very exact with figures and stories and I pressed them a little bit on it to, to make sure because I know there's going to be the cabbie saying, um, no way, da, da, da. If you work, you work, you get paid. Yeah. If you stop for an hour, you get zero. Yeah. So the case is keep the wheels turning, keep punters getting in and out, money keeps coming in and how much can you take. So financially, you're quite happy with that then, would you? 100%. 100%. I stop off for a prayer, mm -hmm. um, 10, 15 minutes, depending on what prayer, what time, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Um, sometimes I stop off to eat as well. Yeah. If not, I just have something on the go. Um, but I don't, if you're stopping for 10, 15 minutes, it's good for your body as well, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously I have to get my prayer in and then, but I'm still making, I'm still making good money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now the stopping is actually a very important part of it. I do have, have a to. friend once who, he said he told a little story. I'm not sure if I've told this in a podcast before. The Chesterfield Hotel in Charles Street. Okay, yes. So he stopped off at the Chesterfield and some Americans are getting out and he's got their suitcases in the front luggage and they've got out and walked away and he shouted at them, what, what do you want with the luggage? They've expected him to get it and I'd have got it. Yeah. I'd have got out and got it. But he's like, get your own luggage. Come here, die in your servant or whatever. And I thought to myself, I bet you've sat in that chair, not got up once. You're going to have thrombosis and all sorts of other problems. Yeah. And the courtesy of getting those cases out. Are you joking? Yeah. And uh, But some people are serious like that. Yes. I think it was 
yes, yesterday was Saturday. No, it wasn't yesterday. It was on Friday, I think. Yeah, I went into City Airport, um, and it was like a five minute wait. I think. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, really? It was good. And then um, I went in. Uh, the driver in front of me, he was a yellow badge driver. I think he was um, the marshal. So he's like, listen, if I get a slightly longer one, do you mind taking it? Um, I said, yeah, no problem. Because he said, I only want to do local, yeah? Um, oh, the guy in front? Yeah, the guy in oh, front. Oh, nice. He's giving you the yeah, option, yeah. which is nice. He's, yeah. he's like the mo- He was the marshal, I think, sometimes yeah. in uh, City Airport. Yeah. And he, he was a yellow badge driver as well. He was like, if you want the longer one, uh, take it, yeah? So the lady come with a luggage, small luggage, um, and she asked for Honor Oak. Uh, Devin Shiro just off, okay uh, for a steal yeah that's it and then he said if would you like it if you don't I'll take it no problem I said yeah give it to me no problem yeah I don't mind it yeah yeah so uh, I got out of cab uh, I helped her with her luggage it was only a small one anyway helped her with it um, chucked her in and then went off and then along the way she was tired I just asked how was your flight this that and other spoke for like two couple of minutes didn't speak after that got out um she got out of Devonshire Road. Um, just before she got out, she was doing a payment. I thought, let me get out and help her with her luggage again. Um, and then she got out and she tipped me 20 pound. What? Yeah. Tip? Yeah. In cash. She paid by card. Yep. And then she tipped me 20 pound. She goes, oh, you're very kind. I got back in the cab and then she also tipped a five pound on the card as well. Oh. So. Maybe. For me, that was... Well, it's unbelievable. I mean, maybe she's got so much money she don't know what to do with it. Or no, but um, but these are our stories. These wonderful things that yeah, like I'll, regardless of I didn't see if she had tipped on the card or yeah. not, or if she was going to tip me outside or whatever. Like regardless, I was just she looked so tired. Um, I thought let me just help her quickly. Yeah, why not? Yeah, there there isn't an, an obligation to tip the cab driver, yeah. but there is um, something I have realised. One of the reasons you should tip the cab driver is just in case you've left anything behind. Because if you've tipped him even a small amount and you've left something in a the cab, they'll bring it to your door. Yeah. If you've not and you was a bit rude or whatever, we'll take it to a police station and you'll have to play lost property or whatever. So there's a little reason to. Uh, to be honest, I didn't know this was like <laughs> such a like it's like a black cab driver culture thing, like of getting tipped. Basically, mm. I didn't think anything of it at the beginning, but now when you hear like from other drivers and that they expect a tip. Yeah, no, I don't expect it, to, uh, but yeah, like, don't expect it. It's nice, yeah, of course, but like you're getting paid for what you're doing anyway, decently, yeah. decent enough. So don't be like miserable about it. Yeah, you, don't, you expect it, obviously, same as me. I expect, no, I don't expect it, but it's nice when you get it. Well, I, I use my example, and I know I have said this in a previous podcast, but I did drop a guy off a very short fare to Bishopsgate, and it was in, from memory. £2.80 or £3.80. Now, it, this is a very short fare. This is pick you up one in the street. I think back then... It starts off at 3 80 now. It started off at one eighty when I did okay. it. So it's a it's run a pound yeah, most. Okay. But it was a 20p change. That's all I can remember is the 20 pence change. Okay. And th- nobody waits for a 20p change really at all. Yeah. Um, he waited and I was shocked because it was £4. He's giving me the £4. And he's, so I thought, I get my bag, I get the 20p and I give it to him. And then it goes off. And his phone's in the back. Ah, yes, it's over back. Yeah. So it was like, uh, then it, that kind of made me realise, you know, even if you'd have just walked off for the 20 pence and not took it, I'd have took him the phone. It was the not, the, the, yeah, the negligence yeah, yeah, of that yeah. 20 pence was now like, he phoned the phone and I said, yes, I've got your phone. It's no problem at all. I've dropped it off at the police station. So it's in the lost property. You can collect it. 
And he's now like, whoa, you couldn't have brought it to me. Yeah, I could have done that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I would have. You put yourself out. I mean, I know guys that have picked up something in their cab and they know where the person lives. And they've kept it in their cab for maybe a week, just waiting to be relatively nearby. And then knocked on the door and said, you left this in the cab. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Tip the cab driver just to have a nice, but, you know, you don't have to at all. <laughs> so, so you've got this to look forward to. So your days of banking are over. Was you on very good money in the banking? It was good. It was yeah. good enough, yeah. And now, I mean, as I joked with you earlier, you've started a car wash company <laughs> with the Adidas tracksuit. Um, you've got to drive me on. Would you encourage anyone else to do this? 100%. 100%. Yeah. Like, obviously my journey through the actual knowledge, it wasn't difficult. Yeah. As in like uh, learning the stuff and things like that. that yeah, but is that because you're a genius or you was no, absolutely no, no, no. lucky or you worked hard? No, I think I worked hard definitely. Yeah. But also like I had support at home as well. Mm -hmm. Like obviously I'm living at home still, so I didn't really need to worry too much about rent. Um, the kids, uh, like my mum would look after them, my wife would look after them, my wife was working as well. So my wife and my dad helped me financially as well. Um, because, but I was working full time while I was doing the blue books. Then I think um, I went to I went to part time. I think on my second fifty six. I think it was. Yeah. And then on my twenty ones. I think it was. I think I let go of work. Yeah. Because I just wanted to get it over and done with. But like I said, like if I if I didn't score along the way, I don't know. It might have been different. But I was working hard. Yeah, definitely. I was, I was out every day. Like people would say, oh, how how many points you doing? Like. Um, how are you going pointing every day This that and other But I was going pointing every day I was coming to the school Doing my point to point I was doing my blue book First thing I'd wake up in the morning Before the kids wake up I used to call my blue book 20 minutes used to take me Yeah I had, I recorded myself I think it was like It was like 17 minutes 19 minutes 20 minutes And 21 minutes for the last book So I used to just bang it Some days On the bus When I was on the bus I used to do four books a day <laughs> I used to be driving And I used to be just calling it See, these people don't realise what it gives you. So, for example, I used to use any cab driver. We was out there just now and I was speaking to George and a very simple kind of question come up. But once you start driving a cab, once you stop doing the knowledge even, once you've stopped doing the knowledge, the brain is now ticked into a new realm Yeah, and it becomes like, please don't ask me anything. Yes. So th things like you're on a knowledge, you've got to be accurate. You would say, a cab driver would say, comply Parliament Square, leave by either Millbank and Victoria Street. So there's four streets disappeared completely. Yeah. Broad Sanctuary's gone, yeah. Abingdon's gone, Mount St. Margaret. Because what are they? There's all these little pieces that we insert. So as soon as you don't call over often or fluently, you're now thinking, what's the next road? And I always used to think to myself, if you can remove that part and just think, what way shall I go? Mm. If you can think about and worry about your route, then the road names, they're there. They're there because you've got the pattern. And you'd always hear in your head the music of it, wouldn't you? You'd think... That didn't sound right. It's this, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, if people yeah, don't call yeah. over properly, they never get that. So it's already very, very difficult. I, I picked up in, uh, i got like two stories, yeah? Go on. I picked up in uh, uh, Berkeley Square, yeah? And the guy said to me, uh, "This I was just outside Annabelle's, I think, yeah? Mm -hmm. I don't know if he came out from there or what, but he said to me, the Langham Hotel. So obviously I know where the Langham Hotel is. I'm, I've heard the hotel before. It's a big point. He said to me the Langham Hotel, and I felt like I felt like I couldn't say to him. You dropped it, yeah. So I didn't say anything to him. <laughs> we don't have pride. So uh, 
I'm thinking, Langamoto, I've started driving now. I'm going around the square. I don't know which exit to take. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone past uh, Davy Street. I've gone past Conduit Street now. I said, where the fuck is Langham Hotel? And then it's come to me, Langham Place. Then I don't even know where Langham Place is. <laughs> oh, and then I was on the phone to someone, yeah, and I think he must have heard them say the Langham Hotel. And then um, I've, said, I've just said, uh, Yo, what exit shall I take? And he goes, what do you mean, what exit? It's in Portland Place, isn't it? And then it, when he said Portland Place, Clicked. then it came to me. Then So I went around the square twice. And I took Conduit Street and then I went just straight up Regent Street basically. Yeah. Did you charge him for the two times around the square? <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> you didn't know what was... No, I'm joking. Um, I, d I don't know. I, f I think I might have said to him, sorry, I've, I missed the exit yeah. of Conduit Street. So I don't think he said anything. Yeah, might have gone 40 pence, yeah, 60 exactly. pence. Uh, two days ago, someone asked me uh, where New Cavendish Street was and I was like, I know that street. <laughs> Where is it? Then another friend said, um, uh, Marlborough High Street. I still can't see it. Yeah. yeah and then when someone said, um, Tonic Court Road, I was like, oh, yes, Outland Street, East oh, Street. It's, it's going to happen. It's, so, yeah. it's normal, but there is, there's another thing that kicks in. I mean, you mentioned uh, Devonshire Road. I, I can go Forest Hill straight away. Yes. My, my tip is trust your first instinct because we've done it so often that the brain will say something and it, that even though it said it, you don't know if it's right, but you know it said it. So just trust it. it's probably right. Now you've got to think, where the hell's Forest Hill? And yeah, that's that's yeah, what you're up yeah. to. And you can sometimes put it together. But it's absolutely normal. It's a really lovely phenomenon that we all struggle with. And we all drop things. So my argument on this one, you used to get people get in and say, I want to go to a particular nightclub. And I say, I don't know it. And they would get umpty and say, you're supposed to know everything. And I never used to get stressed at it at all with, with their response because it's basically, I knew a lot. And I know a lot and I did a lot. And what I don't know, I don't mind. I, I, I'm fine with it. Mm. So if you've got a problem with it, get another cab. I don't care. There's another fair waiting up there. But they always used to think that we know absolutely everything. everything. Yeah. yeah. But we know a lot. I'll tell you another howler, yeah? Go on. This was like on my first or second day. Oh, um, <laughs> this was bad. Uh, I picked up, uh, I think it must have come out, yeah, Hamilton Place, uh, the casino, yeah? Mm. Which casino? Uh, Les Ambassadors, I think it is. Oh, yeah. He, mu he must have come out of there. And then I just come from prayer and my light, uh, I turned my cab on, the light was on. He was just coming from prayer? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I turned the car on, turned the light on and then he's come over to me and goes, you're free? I said, yeah, where are we going? He said, um, Hyde Park Gate. In my mind, I know okay. where Hyde Park Gate is. You're thinking of a gate, you? Yeah, I know where, I'm, <laughs> I'm, in my mind, I know exactly where it is, yeah. I've done leave on the left, uh, Hamilton Place, left Park Lane, Right Park Lane, uh, left and right Cumberland Gate, left Bayswater Road, and then I'm gonna, I'm just about to set him on the right Hyde Park Gate. I've gone there and it says Hyde Park Place. <laughs> I said, come on. Obviously, he's just in the back, he's on his phone. He doesn't even know what side he of the park he's on. He doesn't know what, 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 what's going on. And in my head, I'm thinking, what have I just done? I'm just, all I need to do is go around Knightsbridge and I'm, I'm there. And then I've gone through Hyde park. park place. You have to go through the park now. I went through the park, sat in a bit of traffic. But did you see, the, the problem is that when you make the mistake, it's very hard to then think, where, where, what's gone wrong? I now don't know Hyde Park Gate. So had you pulled it first of all, it'd be easy. You go straight yes. to it. But once you've mispulled it, yes. you get trapped in a loop. loop. Of, yeah, I can't yeah, yeah, get yeah. where no, it is. No, but luckily it came to me straight away. As oh. soon as I saw Hyde Park Place, I said, nah. Hyde <laughs> What am I doing? And then I said, Hyde Park Gate, went through the park. And then 
and then dropped him off. He didn't say nothing. Even he didn't even know where he was. No. He didn't know where he'd been. Yeah, not even. So but you didn't let him off any money either. Like, he, he didn't go because it was like my first or second day. Yeah. He didn't even go through my head. Like I was still processing what I had just done, so I didn't know what to do, what to say. Yeah. I just dropped him off and I said, "Have a good night, sir." Yeah. And he, I think he even gave me like a two pound tip or something. When are you going to be going up for your wreck? Do you know? Not yet. Uh, just uh, waiting for the um, CRB to come through, and then I'm hoping for a call. Mm. But he's keeping me motivated. Yeah. You know? He tells me all his stories and. You know, I just can't wait. To Are you not going. bored of the stories yet? No, no, no. Cab driver stories. Story. Yeah. There's always a new story, you know. Yeah. New day, new story. Something new happens. And, you know, I'm looking forward to it. And I know I'm not on road, but, you know, I'm still encouraging a few of my friends to do it. Yeah. And uh, trying to sell the freedom idea of it, you know, and the flexibility that you have and work when you want. Work as much as you want when you want, you know. Work less if you want. Yeah. It's what you're happy with, you know. It's a life, isn't it? Yeah, so of course. I often do. I haven't worked for someone for, God knows, thirty or forty years, and then you think of the the, the regular job that does not. It's not for me at all. I don't like getting out of bed, um, and I don't like going to bed. So my perfect job is to be up late and get up late. Um, but it is absolutely the perfect job for. A kind of category of person that's never going to be. We're never going to be nuclear physicists. Yes, we're never going to break grounds in some major job that's going to give us some satisfaction that we achieved something. I think most of us, anyway. But in this, at least we gain some money and freedom that you can't. It's like when I, I realized, like obviously, first couple of days was a bit difficult for me, but after that, you realize like there's like no pressure with this job. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you ain't got someone telling you what to do. Well, you might have the wife telling you, Miguel. Oh, yeah, that's new curtains this week. That's different. Yeah, <laughs> new washing yeah, machine yeah. this week. <laughs> but I'll say, yeah, no problem. I just got to work tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it covered. As fast that as you is. can earn it, they can spend yeah, it. That's it. But um, to be honest, like other drivers, I you don't have a problem with. I think I had a one little problem in uh, Paddington Station. Oh, go on. Um, so I've gone in now and like this is the first time I've gone in and then obviously there's two two lines yeah when you go in and uh, I, I realised after most people just wait in the first line instead of going into the second line and then you have to see look out for the other person number plate number plate I didn't know that at the time from what I heard last person goes in you make a note of their number plate and then as soon as they go past you go behind them yep. I've done exactly that I wrote number plate down yeah Right down, I went past them. I waited for him to go check the number plate, and then I went behind him. Then a uh, guy from behind gets out his cab, you know, uh, you know, gets out his cab. He didn't come to my cab straight away. <coughs> he went to the cab behind him first. He went to the cab behind him. I can see him in my mirror, and then uh, he's had a word with him. Then he's come to me, and he's like, um, uh, "You're right. What's going on? Um, you've gone in front of me." said is it and then uh, he's gone yeah uh, it's all right though it's okay no problem but just to let you know you've gone in front of me there's plenty of work around I said are you sure like I've gone in front of you I, I, he doesn't know I've made a note or whatever he's obviously probably seen my badge number and mm -hmm. he's thought you know cut in cut, he, let me he see ain't made a note he's just pulled up behind that cab isn't he yeah exactly Go on. I've made a note 100% I know like 
in what order he's seen, yeah? And to be honest, if I had cut in front of him, why are you going to the driver behind you first? Why don't, why don't you come and say something to come me? Come for some reassurance. Yeah, and then the way you've come and said, oh, it's okay, you can go in front of me. Like, it, it shows me that definitely you're behind me, yeah? Just <sighs> just wait in it. Like, it's moving fast. Why come out and go speak to the driver behind you, then come to me? Like, yeah. it didn't make sense to me. And then I've gone to him, like, I've just said to him, uh, what? Just because you've seen my badge number, um, you think you think I don't know absolutely. what's going on, and then his tone changed a little bit. He goes, "Oh, it's all right." So I said, "Listen, mate, if you want to go in front of me, just just go. I don't have a problem yeah. with it, yeah." Um, and then he's, he goes, "No, it's all right, it's all right." And then he's jumped in his cab, and then that's it. Did you didn't let him know that you you'd already written down the number plate. No, I thought, what's the point? You know what? He's going to say what he wanted to say anyway. So yeah, this has been another. We spoke about it just earlier. They're blaming the 80 badges for everything, which uh, they've always nah. done. Whoever's new is gets the blame. Um, and in this instance and in many other instances, they're wrong. And what you have to ex- uh, realise here as well is this is one cab driver with one mental idea that he thinks he's right on. So us as in general as cab drivers, for example, if that was me behind you, if I was 100% convinced that you pushed in front of me, I'd have said nothing. Nothing, because, like you said, it's moving. Yeah, I get out and say something now. What have an argument? Maybe have a fight? Maybe, but or make a friend. I don't know. But right now, I don't need to bother doing anything. It's one cab. If it's really, really quiet and it's been quiet and everybody's scratching for fares, I would say something. But I'd have to be hundred percent sure. Yeah. But the guy had obviously made a mistake. He hadn't clocked the fact that there was two queues and he was on the second one. Uh, behind it's the not cab. even that. I think he just saw my number and he thought, "Let me try and go, let me go and say something." Because he had that kind of well, that's worse, isn't it? That means yeah. he deliberately did it rather than thinking he, had he was that in kind front of him. like um, that attitude. Like if he, uh, he's he's only new. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, came. Yeah. He came. Put his what, hand what was in his, his number? It was a seven number. I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I didn't really pay attention yeah. to his number. No. But he put his hands in his pocket and he, you know, right, mate, uh, you know, you just went in front of me like that. But This is one of the funny things. I mean, I generally, like we said, if you think I've done something and you come to me, I'll pretty much know for sure whether I'm right or wrong. Yeah. Uh, if you've done something to me, you have to weigh up the fact of what are we going to gain by getting out and doing anything or... One of the rudest things, and a lot of drivers do do it, is that they think the fare is theirs. So mm. they will pull in front, that fare's mine, say something, try and drag the passenger out, get them in their cab. And it's such bad PR. Yeah, yeah. If you thought that fare was yours, fine, but it's gone now. Go for the next one. Take the fate. Just I think that's the, only, that's the only like thing I've seen in the last three weeks. I've only been out three weeks yeah. uh, against another driver. And you've already been twittered. They probably put it on Twitter. Look yeah. at this guy, he pushed in front yeah. of his film <laughs> and everything. So, oh, yeah, dear. like, I don't think, yeah, 100% I was, I, w- I was if, in if the you right. knew the If you knew the plate that was in front yes, of you, you've exactly. done it. You've done it exactly right. Yeah. So maybe he watched this now because uh, he's a fan of the show. <laughs> and he'll say, oh, yeah, that was that geezer. I remember. <laughs> oh, yeah. So how are the wife and kids taking it? Um, I'll be honest with you. Um, I've been working quite hard last the last three weeks, obviously. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I think... Is the wife counting the money? No, at the moment, no. Not allowing her? No. Nah. You told her it was dead out there, because that's the trick. <laughs> that's it. 
How much you today? Nah, just nah, it rubbish. Seven eighty, man. I don't think it was worth doing the knowledge. Yeah, yeah, but I'll just stick at it. Just enough to make the rent. Yeah, the rent. I keep sticking <laughs> at it though. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, she she has a she doesn't really ask to be honest. If I'm, mm. if she just asked, like, was it okay yesterday? This day, another. I say yeah because she's working full time as well. All right. So like, she'll do like I'll do the drop offs in the morning, and then my mum usually does like the pickups. From school Or even I pick them up From school sometimes yeah. And then obviously She does uh, evening shift Basically yeah. But um, obviously I want to get to a point At the moment I'm just like Paying off Some debts and stuff And then Hopefully in a b- couple of months I'll be able to You know Give them a bit more time Yeah Yeah you that's, When that's you first pass do. out You got so much you, Well you've been short of money yeah. For all that period of time So it's a chance To get back on your feet But like It's the three weeks that I've been at, it's given me encouragement that I can 100% do it. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Before it was like, oh man, I'm doing all this hard work. I'm putting myself in a bit of debt. Um, is it going to be worth it? But f- the first three weeks have shown me that 100% it's been worth it. Mm-hmm. Get myself out of debt, then I can relax. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. You're going to buy a cab, rent a cab? Uh, I'm renting at the moment from Paul. Yeah. Paul, HP Taxis. HP Taxi, that's it. Like, pick me up from. Uh, Greenwich where the office is now Took me to the cab um, And then yeah I, I got a new one of him the next week Electric and, Yeah electric, electric. Um, Brand new one um, hand, And handover was perfect It was from I picked it up from Brewery Road uh, The next week And Straight uh, off the showroom Yeah straight out of the showroom Yeah One of the I think one of the newest ones Because it was a 73 plate It just came out in September yep. So um, Yeah it's like there's nothing to like complain or you yeah. know it's been perfect what do you like from, to drive is it nice what the cab yeah our cab is wonderful mm. like you're in there for like what seven eight hours or some people even longer but well, what's your longest shift we talked about that earlier no honestly my longest shift so far has probably been about 10 hours i'd say wow you're a lightweight Roger. yeah <laughs> i don't need to do more than that but yeah like i've not needed to do more than 10 hours or what I'm happy with, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, wow. Like yesterday, I think I could have gone on a lot longer, but I said to myself, no, what's the point, you know? Go home. Go home. Why am I going to get home so late? I had a nice sleep. Completely forgot about the podcast in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, but yeah, like, you you can go on, yeah. you can go on, can do a full 24-hour shift, yeah. I think, to be honest. Well, maybe so. Tell us about appearances, about any of your appearance stories. Appearances? Yeah, any good ones? Uh, I mean... What was your best appearance where you think you hit it out of the park? I think it was my first one was the gunning. You had a gunning for the first 56? On Probably... On my first... No, no, sorry. My first one was gunning. Oh, your first appearance so was I think that was on my third 56. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you hear a lot of horror stories and you're like, you know, when you face gunning, he's going to kill you. And you're like, okay. So that's the person I need to concentrate on then. Yeah. So, you know, I did his work and made sure that, well, I didn't pick and choose. I did everyone's work. Mm-hmm. Um, and w- when I appeared in front of Mr. Gunning, to be honest, I was nervous. Yeah. And it's, uh, and actually he did me a favor indirectly because I was so I was I was so in the in the mood of like just calling fast, right? And then he gave me a run. Don't remember what it was, but when I started calling it, I was going quite fast. 
And he told me, he, with quite a loud voice, stop, that's not going to work with me. And I was like, okay, okay, cool. And then, you know, after the appearance, he explained to me why he said that. And it made total sense. So then I slowed myself down and he gave me some, um, he gave me, um, what do you call it, the next few runs. There was one particular run where, elim- where it eliminated everything that people talk, say about him. Um, and that was from uh, Brooklyn Way mm-hmm. to Paul Worth Road. What's the, there's a town, there's a whole... Stratham. Yeah. To turn to Hopton. Ho- oh, yeah. Hopton yeah. and Paul Worth. Yeah, um, but what's the point? But there's a point there. Inside those two, there's a point? There's a point. Yeah, that's on right. Polworth Road. Yeah. Uh, um, oh, Stratham Conservative Association. No, no. No, no, that's, that's, that's a Glenelden Road. Uh, Glenelden Road. But there's a point. On it was there. a turnaround. That's how I know it. But it, I don't know there was a point in Polworth. So there is a point there. Coventry Hall. Yes. Coventry okay. Hall. Wow, okay. Coventry Hall. That's on uh, Hopton Road, right? So, and I was like, yes, I know this run. Yeah. So I started the run and I went as fluently as possible. And then when I did right onto, I believe it was Glenelden Road, left Madeira Road, and now I stopped. And I was like, oh my God, why is it? Is it, is it Polworth? Hopton? Is it Hopton? Is it this? Is it that? It's running through my mind. And he can see me guessing. And then I thought, you know what? I'm not guessing. I skipped the road and I said, right, Polworth, uh, right, uh, right um, Polworth Road, sit down and left. And he turned around and said, ah, I know what you're looking for. You're looking for Rutford Road. And I was like, yes, sir. I wasn't sure whether it was Rutford or Hopton. Yeah. And I didn't want to guess. And he was like, don't worry. I'm not going to mark you down for that. Because mm. I knew what you were looking for. And I can see you were looking for it. Mm. And when he did that, I was like, wow. You're not as bad as they say. Well, it's a good telling story. Yeah. Yeah. You're not as bad as they say. And, you know, that encouraged me. And then on the next appearance on 28th, when I had him again, uh, we had he had a new examiner observing him. And at the ex- end of the examination, he was like, oh, um, I think, do you know what? Gunning dropped me on to 28th. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Gunning dropped me to 28th. So it wasn't my third, it was my fourth appearance. And at the end of that examination, when I saw him on uh, 28th, he was, when he, sa- he said to the new examiner, he goes, that's why I dropped him. Yeah, because I did so well, and he was uh, uh, the pace was good. The um, I, br- I always drop points. Yeah, the only person I didn't drop points with was um, Mr. Hall, because he gives you big points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just have to see the line. But dropping points is part of the course. Correct, correct. Minor, um, and you shouldn't let that bother you. No, not um, at all. I've dropped big roads. Mm-hmm. I've dropped um, Pomeroy Street in my um, okay on my rock. Oh, yep, I couldn't see it. I dropped off your street, and to be honest, I dropped that twice um, <laughs> with two different examiners. He really? Me. Yeah. Um, on Daneville. probably two different levels. And then when Gunning said Daneville Road, I was like, oh, did I just drop that? Yeah. You know, but the thing is, I've dropped nine points on one appearance with Mr. McDowell. Yeah. And then I was surprised that I scored. I was like, and those are the things that kept on giving me confidence. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, telling me that, you know, you're doing the right thing, continue. Yeah. Work rate and everything's all bang on. Yeah. You know what you can cope with. Yeah. There is not a measure that, oh, you have to do six hours today. 
you know what you need to do. Yeah. Everyone, every individual is different. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just stuck to my kind of work rate and then I'm here now. I know. Okay. You've hit upon something really great for the point situation. And I always used to tell you, basically, you drop a point, you lose a point. You kill a run, you lose 10. So your run skills is what really counts. You get four runs correct. You've kind of got 40 points in the bag, minus points that you've dropped, but you're, you're above and beyond. So there seems to be a very, amongst knowledge students, there are the I am points and I am runs. And I'm afraid if you're points, you're on the wrong side of the statistics. Yes. Because you can know every single point in London and you will never score. So you've got to be able to do the runs to get your scores. The other thing you've hit upon is Orpheus, Danville, is blue book rhythm. Yes. And it's the blue book rhythm that will throw you into position. And That's the it. Pomeroy, same. Blue book rhythm, you hear Old Kent Road. That's it. So it's like, not that, you, not that you're not perfect, because we all drop everything. We all make mistakes everywhere. But if you're someone who's great at your blue book and we still drop these things, which we do... Someone who's not great at their blue book is going to be a disaster. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, I was calling my blue books up until I got my wreck. Yeah. Uh, religiously. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's what, uh, the, the only advice I used to give to students while I was studying is, look, if you're, if you're slow in your appearance, start calling your blue books. That's the only key. Do you know, Russell, the amount of people that say, I'm having trouble, and then you say, how much blue book do you call? And I say, well, I don't. You think, oh. That's why. <laughs> fundamentally let's build from the beginning get that tidied up yeah but i need to find more points well you know it's hard enough getting your blue book called over so you should get that tidied up and then start building points repertoire again but they they get for me i've always made the metaphor that it's like a sinking dinghy and you're trying to put patches on it yeah. all the time when really and truly screw the boat up get out get a brand new boat and come back in That's it. so the blue book aspect lovely another common mistake that uh, people do in appearances is um, let's say they uh, start a run, they start calling the run, and then they they're stuck. Mm -hmm. They just drop it. Yeah, yeah. What I, my advice would be: finish the run, even if it's the longest run that you've taken. Absolutely. Because yeah? you, even if you score something, yeah, that matters. I mean, on my third appearance with Mister Hall on twenty ones, I was expecting him to be, and I would have been done with eleven. Uh, my last run was um, Fulham Cemetery to South, um, uh, South Bermondsey Station. Now, I knew that I'm leaving on right, I'm taking Lily Road, and I'm taking Vauxhall Bridge. But as soon as I said leave on right, Fulham Palace Road, right Lily Road, I couldn't see anything. Honestly, I couldn't see nothing. <coughs> and then I was like, oh my God, I don't want to freeze for too long. And... I pressured myself. Mm -hmm. Mr. Hall didn't say hurry up or anything like that. I pressured myself. I ended up taking Batsy Bridge. Yep. Okay, so I went round, I finished the run. He gave me five points for it. And he was like, uh, Mr. Hall was, and then it felt to me like he was disappointed that I didn't get the B that day. He goes, don't worry, one more to go. Yeah. And it was on me because I went blank. No, but you, in one sense, it wasn't the B. There was a D lurking there mm. if you didn't do what you did. So, Correct. which was two more appearances. So you saved the day. And again, I don't mean to pipe on about certain rules that I've set myself, but the fundamental rule for anybody beginning to do point to point isn't the perfect route. It's getting there. Yeah. Yes. Correct. No matter what route. 
And that's what I'm trying to explain. Yes. Just take them there. Have that strategy. Just take them there, whatever way you see it. Someone they said yesterday was two roads from the end and got stuck two roads from the end and said, I can't finish the run. So there's the mental block. Now, I always think to myself, let's imagine we're two roads from the end. Let's say it's even as simple as two forward roads. Do you know a left or a right? Just take that, see what springs up, rely on blue book fluency, bring it together, arrive at that destination with roads that work and then laugh at yourself afterwards. And then at least you've got one point in the bag. And if you was about to score 23, you've just got to see for that crazy ending. So it is a really, really good piece of advice. Absolutely look to be able to set it down and every single run, finish every single run. The route is secondary and you learn by it. Did I tell you about uh, my last appearance? No, go on. About my, my, I had mum. Yes. Oh yeah, did yeah, mum. Did I remember? Um, remind me. Okay. Uh, so obviously like through the whole uh, examination process, in my in my head I was like, get me get a C, let me get out of there. I never went, you know, I need an A, yeah, whatever. So um, along the way, uh, C C C C. I think I got a B from Mr. Loskovich and Mr. Patel, and like Sal, I didn't have a problem with one single examiner. Even when I got the D, that was on me. Yeah, like I didn't have a problem with anyone. Yeah, on that exam, I went. Uh, Harrow Road and I couldn't see what was in front of me or what was to my right or left. I just froze. That was the one I got a D, yeah. But like I said, that's that was on me. Then uh on my last exam, it was on my last exam, I'm two up now on twenty ones. Obviously if I get an A, I got my rec and if I get a C, one left, and if I get a D then I'm still in the same position. Mm. So um it was a fairly easy exam. Um First line, in my head, I've scored 9, 10 out of 10. Second line, I've scored 9, 10 out of 10. Yeah? But easy? Uh, fairly easy, yeah. yeah. Fairly easy. Oh, I'm not going to say, oh, they're so difficult. I managed mm-hmm. to get, you know. Fairly easy, I'd say, yeah. Third line now, yeah. Uh, line was line was easy as well, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Not easy, but... You know, if you know, if you practice, it's yeah, one that's, it was one that's it in your repertoire. It wasn't one you had to think of. That's it. But um, the point was uh, Louis Vuitton on uh, New Bond Street. Yeah, I couldn't remember if it was leave on left, leave on right. I said, you know what? I'm just gonna guess and I'm I'm gonna go. Yeah, because I've picked the point up now. I'm yeah. gonna do it. Yeah. So I've done leave on left, leave on right. In my head now, I'm thinking again. Like I've never thought this in any other appearance, but in this appearance, I was counting the score. Yeah, <laughs> I've, in no other appearance have I ever thought, oh, you know what? Maybe I've got to see. Maybe I've got you know. But this appearance, I don't know why I was counting it. Yeah. So in my head, nine out of ten, nine out of ten, and in this one, if I've left it correctly, I'm either getting a zero or I'm getting a nine out of ten again. Yeah, <laughs> nine, nine, ten, whatever out of ten. Yeah. Now, on my last line again, uh, it was uh, I think it was Mill Street. Yeah, Mill Street to um, up in uh, York Way, uh, Handyside Street, Gra- uh, Granary Handyside. Square. I think okay, it was. are we talking which Mill Street? West End or Mill Street, uh, Jamaica Road. Road? Yeah, okay, Jamaica Road. In my head, that one is um, uh, ten out of ten, nine out of ten as well. Yeah. Um, so in my head, I've either got an A or or, a or a oh thirty out of you know. You'd have lost 10 for the bad run. Yes. If I've not left it correctly, obviously, I can't do nothing about that. 
So in my head, I've either got an A or I've scored at least, yeah. So I, I, I'm I'm fine with it, yeah. Regardless, so I'm sitting there waiting, and then Mom Jantara is uh, writing out the score, and then she goes, oh, "Okay, don't worry." She says something like, "Oh, don't worry, calm down. You've scored today." I said, oh, "Okay." So in my head, I've scored. I don't know what I've gotten yet. Yeah. So she's giving my paper back now, and I just want to see. And uh, like I think the first, I'll, I'll check it in a bit, yeah. But I think first one was nine out of ten. Second one was nine out of ten. Third one nine out of ten. Last one is a zero. So in my head, I'm thinking, okay, I've scored today, yeah. But the last one is a zero. zero. Not the third. <laughs> Not the third one. Yeah. But the last one is a zero. I'm thinking to my in my head like, what's going on here? Why am I getting a zero? I'm calling it over in my head. That time I've I've left. I've gone to the reception. He's I've given him my card. He's giving me my date. And then I'm still looking at it, and I'm thinking in my head. What what has happened that she's given me a zero, and all I can think of is uh, when you come out of George Row, I've come out of George Row and yeah. I've done a right into Jamaica Road, so there is a no right turn sign there, but underneath is uh, taxi Tax island. Attempt. Yeah. So I'm thinking in my head, it has to be that. Yeah, I've said to myself, um, I'm gonna go back inside. Yeah, um, I need to ask like if it's because of that or not, and then I've said to the guy at the front, and uh, Mr Whitehead was there at that time. I said. So is it okay if I go back inside? I just want to ask the examiner a question. Mr. Whitehead's giving me a bit of a funny look, like thinking, like, what's going on here? Yeah, he didn't say nothing. He didn't say nothing. Uh, but the guy said, um, yeah, go go inside quickly, if you don't mind. So I've gone inside. I've said, Mom, if you don't mind, can you just uh, explain why I've got the zero, please? And then she's gone, um, She's looking at it And then I don't think she can remember And then I've said Mom is it because of the Right turn out of George Rose She said yeah There's no right turn there I said mom uh, If you don't mind Can you just check it please Because I'm pretty sure Underneath there's a taxi exempt sign So she said yeah I'll have a look And then she's gone Okay Mr Islam Can you sit down please And then she's gone Can you call her on again Last line again please Called it exactly the same I haven't changed anything mm -hmm. And at that time She gave me minus two For hesitation anyway uh, on that line uh, So she's gone She's added up the score again And then She's looked She's surprised herself And then she's gone Oh Mr Islam You got your wreck today Bravo So I was like Oh my goodness But you wouldn't have had your wreck Had you just walked out Yes exactly Like I would have I would have scored I scored a C Yeah Um if I just walked out, then yeah. But I, I'm not saying I advise people to do that. But in my head, I knew like I kind of knew if you know, if it was that, yeah, I'm getting an A today. You you are not exactly the same. But just recently, this week, okay. a guy phoned me up and he said, Dean, uh, my my friend, um, I I'm coming to you because I know you're going to know the answer, Dean. But my friend basically did Montague Close Cathedral Street rather than doing a right into Duke Street Hill. And it would have been his wreck. And Mr. McDowell gave him minus so many points for using Cathedral Street instead of going right into Duke Street Hill from Borough High Street. Okay. And I said, okay, well, the right from Borough High Street into Duke Street Hill is illegal. You can't do that. There was a spell where you could, but even then it was a grey area. But now it's clear that the signs that I saw, the, the, the everything is now absolutely clear. That's not legal unless there's an exemption come up. Um, and he said, yeah, so what should I do? I said, well, just write in and say, look, this is what's happened. He lost about four or five points for it, and it put him below the 24, and the C would have given him his wreck. Okay. And he wrote in, and they changed it, 
and gave okay. him his wreck as well. So the same, well, not as dramatic as yours. Yours was yeah. on the day, yeah. and yours was for a zero to a ten. Yes, um, which, in a sense, very often when it's a zero to a ten, they lost a C. Yeah, okay. But you do There's lost a an difference eight. between a C and A. Yeah, uh, but yeah, another C game. I went back. out and I showed like Mr. McDowell is like, is everything okay? And then I showed him my card, and he's like, oh. There's never a better time to get there. <laughs> so like, <laughs> to finish on an A. Yeah. I love the fact that you both come in and sat in on this, and I really hope Thank it goes down much. well.